and four for the Eagles here. Murphy and shotgun. Here's the snap. He rolls left. He throws. Welcome to the WZBC Sports Podcast, episode 8 on this Christmas Eve. We're getting out some content for you even before the holiday because there's a couple big things within the Boston College sports world that we need to talk about. I'm joined by my good friend and fellow WZBC Sports Board member, Kyle Maslin, all the way from North Jersey. I'm in Philadelphia back at home, but the WZBC Sports News never stops, Kyle, so we got to get right into this. So first of all, thanks for joining me and uh, you know, hope you're enjoying the break so far. Yeah, it's my pleasure tonight. It's the first night of Hanukkah as well as Christmas Eve. So we got a lot of holiday spirit all around the country. Yes, we we celebrate uh, all beliefs and faith here at WZBC Sports. So to everyone out there, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas. Hope you're enjoying the uh, the holiday as much as we are, Kyle. So let's get right into it. Huge win for Boston College basketball yesterday over the Providence Friars. They win 79-67 in a game that a lot of people really already gave to Providence. Providence came into the game 10-2, beating a couple good teams like Memphis so far. Providence was very good last year, obviously headlined by Chris Dunn, the fifth overall pick to the Timberwolves. So certainly they're in a better place right now as a program than BC is. But BC comes in, wins big, huge run in the second half. They were It was like a 25-2 run at one point. Um, so, and they, they only went Eight, you know, went three and three deep into the bench, BC, which is less than they usually do. So, first off, what do you think this win over, you know, a really a premier program in college basketball right now means for the team, even after a couple tough non-conference losses so far this season? Well, it has two big effects. First, it gives the team confidence as we enter the break and we enter the holiday. They have Syracuse to begin ACC play on New Year's Day. So now this team has more confidence after beating Auburn and beating Providence, two pretty big names in the college basketball world over the last two weeks. But even more important than that, it gives them a regional win for recruiting pitches going forward. BC and Providence are probably the two best basketball teams in the New England area. And Providence in the recent years has been out recruiting BC. Chris Dunn picked Providence over Boston College when he was coming out of high school a couple of years ago. And beating Providence could be a huge pitch for Boston College to try to get an upgrade further on their recruiting, especially for kids who are really good in the New England area and want to stay close to home. Yeah, I think they're both great points. And uh, they're important. I mean, you, you know, we see the same thing in football. You got to recruit your area first and foremost. And basketball maybe is a little bit different because there's so many fewer recruits, but it's still a huge win. Obviously, you uh, and I and Ben Newerth were broadcasting the Auburn game from MSG, and that was a good win. You know, that was a that was a solid win. But BC still had a ton of turnovers, especially off the press, and the only one by one off of a late game. T- you know, a last second tip in. This was a more dominant performance. BC still had 18 turnovers, which was four more than Providence, and they struggled from the foul line, which is definitely a huge issue, only shooting um, 
probably under 60%. I, I know they missed, I think it might have been like eight, eight of 15 um, or something like that. So that's not good. But those things aside, the team looked dominant and you got more than just Robinson scoring. Robinson scored his 21, but 16 from Bowman. 12 from Turner, 13 from Jeffers. So what do you think? Do you think we really need to see the rest of the team get involved to make a mark in ACC play? Because I don't think Robinson, as good as he's been, can do it alone. Well, it starts with Robinson. Robinson can't have an off day with this team for them to be competitive. He needs to put in 18-20 almost every night for the team to have a chance. But after that, you've got to look at the Bowman's the A.J. Turners, and off the bench, Popovich and Chapman, the pitch and scoring. You can't bank on Mo Jeffers to put up 13 because he really isn't an offensive presence, and neither is Connor Tavey. So you really look at the Bowman, Turner, and Chapman for Pereira scoring, and then Popovich to give some post moves because he has most skill and touch out of any big man on the roster. Yeah, we've seen some good things out of Popovich, and hopefully that can continue. Um, but I did mention, you know, another game of high turnovers. They struggled again against the press at times, although it wasn't probably as bad as we saw it against Auburn. Do the turnovers and the free throw shooting worry you, or do you think that's just a young team working through these mistakes? I mean, certainly it is a young team, and no one, no one is disagreeing about that. Uh, and the turnovers, I think, are one thing, but the free throws – you just, as a college basketball team, especially at this level, you want to see better performance than that. So do you think it's something that they're going to correct soon enough, or is that something that BC fans should be a bit worried about? Well, the turnovers are great. Turnovers are more of a young team with experienced point guard in Bowman, who's probably the primary ball handler along with Jerome, who's really a better off-ball guy, but has done a lot of on-ball work for this Boston College team this year without Eli Carter. The free throws, at any level, from varsity high school and up, if you shoot under 70% of the team, it worries me. Because from the time you started playing organized basketball, the free throw line is in the exact same distance away from the hoop. It's not like a three-point line that goes farther out the higher advanced you go in level. It's the same exact distance from the hoop. The hoop's not getting any taller, and there's not any better defense in a free throw. as There is no defense in a free throw. So I really think that you need to buckle down, practice free throw shooting, and it's all muscle memory, and it's mind over matter because it's not a hard shot to make, but it's gotten to the BC head, it seems like, and they need to find a way to get it out of their head. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, Robinson, three for six. Jeffers, one for three. Bowman, 0 for two from the line. Um, you know, there's doesn't seem to be like a great, great shooter on this team, and obviously... The great shooters are always good from the line. I mean, you, you can look at you know the Kyle Corvers and Ray Allens of the world in the NBA. They were always great free throw shooters. But you know, with a lot of guard heavy play on this team, you'd expect um, better foul shooting. But it's you know a work in progress, and hopefully by ACC play, that is worked out a little bit. It, you know, it was fifty three percent from the free throw line. That's again just not going to really cut it. Um, we did see. Three of five from three and four of six from three for Chapman and Robinson, respectively. Uh, obviously, Matt Milan was the big three-point shooter last year on the team. He has since transferred out. Um, but do you think the three-pointer is a big thing for this team going forward, um, or are they going to rely on more of that kind of inside the free throw scoring, a lot of what we've seen from Robinson so far? Well, I thought you need both because 
you get Robinson the space for drives, you need to be able to have those defenses spaced out and respect the three. You need A.J. Turner to keep shooting three. And he's done a lot better compared to his freshman year at being able to spread the floor and put in 10, 12 points a game, mainly from three-point land. Chapman, I think, has been a huge addition to replace Milan as a good spot-up three guy who just basically his job is to stand in the corner and shoot his open shot. And he has done, with the exception of Auburn, a relatively good job offensively off the bench for this team. And Jerome, he shoots some threes, but threes aren't his game. He likes the mid-range game and the drive game better. But I think he needs to shoot some threes to, again, get it the defenses to respect him because you need that respect because outside Popovich they have no real post presence so all their inside presence really comes from these drives and people to get driving lanes you need to be able to have teams respecting the three-point ball. That's a good point I mean the kind of that lack of inside presence that we do see on this team is going to make the perimeter harder to come by so they kind of make up for that with a good driving game. Robinson, Bowman, and Turner all good at getting to the rim. Um, but hopefully if we can start to you know make more of these threes and they can really respect that line, that might open up the driving lanes even more. Because I think we're, we kind of know what we're getting out of the big men. Popovich certainly has the most offensive upside and certainly you know only a freshman. He's, he's the youngest. Um, but interesting analysis there. If we turn to the guard play, obviously some big news uh, out of BC Athletics. Yesterday, the basketball team announced that freshman guard Ty Graves has asked for and been granted his release from the program. Interesting storyline. You really don't hear about this too often. Obviously, it's a transfer situation. I don't really know the eligibility around transferring midseason or what he's looking at, where he wants to go. Why he left is very much up in the air. Certainly, Bowman had been playing more and has started more games. Um, but it's a big loss nonetheless. I mean, I think you and I would both agree that he was one of the big recruits that this school has gotten in the last couple of years. And to lose that depth at the point guard position is tough. But my question is twofold. What do you think the loss means for the team? And do you think Bowman, he's really come up well, He 33 points against Fairfield, can, can handle the load in the absence of another point guard? Because Robinson can bring the ball up, but he's not your true point guard. Um, I think the most true point guard was Graves. I, I don't even know if Bowman is necessarily like the true point guard. So what do you think about the loss of Graves, and can Bowman uh, take up most of the role? Because he has been playing pretty well recently. Yeah, Kai Bowman has had a very good game as of late. I, really, I think Auburn was a turning point for him because that was the first time he got confidence in his three-point stroke, which you did not see at all early in the year from him. He was really a drive only guard, but lately he's been able to shoot from outside to complement his strong driving game as he was recruited as a football player too, so that he's really become a more complete player and really developed a lot, in my opinion, over the first half of the year. Losing Graves, Graves had never really developed on the defensive end over the first half of the year, and Bowman had basically consistently outplayed him defensively, which is why Graves spent a lot of time stuck on the bench, and as a shoot-first point guard where he really had not much skill driving, his three-point shot was off for most of the year, except for the opening night loss to Nickel State. He really did not hit any consistent shots for the most part. But I think you're going to miss him because, I mean, he was a credible point guard off the bench to give Bowman a blow and run the offense in his absence. But it just means there's no real true point guard. You need A.J. Turner, Jordan Chapman, Jerome Robinson to bring the ball up more. And let's hope that they can do that because outside of that I'm not sure if there's really any true ball handler 
on this team. And if there's an injury to one of those guys, then you're really looking at a depth issue as you get into the hardcore of ACC play. And who knows if and when injuries can arise. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, if they, if they were to lose Bowman or Robinson for any period of time, that's really risky. Maybe Chapman can be the point guard a little bit, but you know we haven't seen it yet, and there aren't really any other guards on the team. Uh, I mean, obviously Mike Segay's been missing for a lot of different ga- a lot of games so far. We really don't know what his status is on the team, but he's not a guard anyway. Um, and maybe a couple of the walk-ons are guards, but they're just not going to play in the ACC. I mean, that's kind of the bottom line. That's how these teams work. So it is interesting uh, to lose Graves. It is a tough loss, but you're right. He had not played great so far maybe he was frustrated with his performance obviously you said that his strength is his shooting and besides that nickel state game he had not been shooting uh overly well so maybe it just wasn't the right fit um nonetheless we wish him the best it's tough to see in in mid-season and um you know i i honestly hope that he's a good reason to have left because you never want to see a player do that to the team but nonetheless um we don't know the facts and uh hopefully it works out for both sides Want to turn before we end uh, this, you know, pretty brief podcast here, WZBC Sports, to the bowl game. BC taking on Maryland uh, just in two days, uh, the day after Christmas, uh, in the Quick Lane Bowl at Ford Field. Big game for both sides. Both teams six and six. They've struggled against uh, the top tier competition within their conferences, but they've made it to a bowl game. They're two gritty teams. Kyle, so what do you think BC needs to do? well in this game uh, to take on Maryland and possibly get the win. Maryland has a really tough run defense in terms of not a good run defense. They're 127th in the country in total uh, D against the run. And the offense has been shaky with the injuries to Perry Hills, the quarterback. So BC's defense certainly should be ready to play. Are there any big factors you're looking for to see from BC to uh, hopefully see them get the win? to do is in the locker room to watch T.J. Hartnett's hype video for the game to make sure that they're ready and pumped up enough to play. I agree. Second of all, I think it really relies on Patty Ice, Patrick Tolles, who sat down and did a great podcast with you and Anthony Iotti. It needs to be on his arm because the running game has not been consistent this year. It's been consistently getting a lot of handoffs, but not bearing much fruit. They need to be able to get Invento on offense. Patrick Tolles needs to be able to throw. And you can't have drop passes from the likes of Mike Walker, Jeff Smith, Tommy Sweeney. They need to be able to have sure hands in a dome, which should help in the December in Detroit. Everyone will be thankful for a dome, but it really needs to be a throwing game, in my opinion, from this Boston College offense. And defensively, Harold Landry needs to wreck havoc like he has been doing all year and has really put himself on NFL scout radars as a true junior. Him and, you look at the seniors, especially defensively, Milano and Strahan, along with Johnson, they're all playing their last game at Boston College. So you want to look at them to make a mark in their last bowl game and get the seventh win for Steve Adazio and company. Yeah, it's an important game. That seventh win means a lot for both sides, especially for BC. As you heard in the uh, episode seven of the WCBC Sports Podcast, Patrick Tolles has never been to a bowl game, let alone won one. He wants one. This is important for Steve Adazio's staff and their recruiting going forward. Um, and just kind of on all levels, everyone wants to win this game. It's been a long time coming. Uh, kind of for me, I think you're right. It starts with Tolles. He's got to have that big game. 
and I think he will. I think he's going to be really ready to play. I think on the defensive side of the ball, we're going to see a good game from Landry. He's going to play well. Um, and, and you know, Milano and, and Strahan and those guys, I think the secondary needs to have a great day. Perry Hills is a, is, a, is a talented quarterback. He's been hurt a lot for Maryland. But the front seven should do their job as they, as they have done all season. The secondary, Lucas Dennis, kind of late onto the scene this year, has played really well with that big interception against Wake Forest. We need to see a good game from him. And uh, the rest of the guys, you know, with Moore and Yidem, John Johnson obviously playing his last game, uh, should be ready to go as well. So I think the secondary needs to have a big day, contain the talent that Perry Hills has, because Maryland's going to want to run the ball, but they're going to look for that run to open up the big plays, and that's where the secondary comes in. So need, need a big day from them. And uh, the Boston College running game needs to get going. It's, a, it's not a good run defense that they'll be facing against Maryland, so this will be an opportunity We'll see what they can do. That is uh, probably about all we have for today. We are going to uh, not keep you too long. We know it's a busy day here, Christmas Eve, start of Hanukkah as well. Kyle, I want to thank you for taking some time out of your day to join me on the WZBC Sports Podcast. WZBC Sports will be at the bowl game. Will they be the Quick Lane Bowl? You can tune into that broadcast on WZBC Newton, 90.3 FM, 2.30 kickoff from Ford Field in Detroit. Kyle, thanks again. Happy Hanukkah and happy holidays to you. And uh, we will talk to you soon on the WZBC Sports Podcast. But to everyone out there, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah. We will see you soon on the WZBC Sports Podcast. Santini, make a nice little pass over to Sanford. Sanford gives it to Tuck. Tuck with a shot. Tuck scores. Eagles win. The Eagles have won the 2016 Bunt Championship. Catch all the excitement of Boston College Athletics right here on WZBC Newton 90.3 FM. As BC's only student radio broadcasting organization, WZBC Sports brings a different viewpoint of college athletics to the table. Our student commentators know the campus, student-athlete culture, and latest beat on the teams like no other media outlet, thanks to our dedicated coverage of Boston College sports. Check out our broadcast or weekly talk show schedules at www.wzbcsports.com and get a refreshing take on sporting events at the heights and beyond.